Well, Tom Brady's gone, but the future is still possibly bright for the New England Patriots. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Evan Lazar. A lot of experts still have the Patriots as the early favorites to win the AFC East in the regular season. Do you think this is based on reputation alone? I do. I think that the Patriots are getting a little bit of a pass for having Bill Belichick as their head coach. And also, typically in the offseason, we get to this point right after free agency where some team has won the offseason, right? There's some team that went out there, made a bunch of splash moves to turn a bunch of heads. And the Bills kind of fit that MO right now with the Stefan Diggs trade and some of the other moves that they made. They look like the team that is going to finally put an end to the dynasty, right? And finally win the AFC's crown away from the Patriots. I don't think it's going to happen quite yet. I still think the Patriots somehow are going to finish atop the standings above the Buffalo Bills, but that's the time of year that we're in right now where the Bills look like the much better team on paper than the Patriots. And let's talk about regular season records. What would it take for the Patriots to win the AFC East title? You have them right around 9-10 win season. Would you consider that a success? Well, they had to go 11-5 and five last year to, to edge out Buffalo and win both head-to-heads against the Bills to get that done. So I do think that an 11-win season is what it's going to take to actually take the AFC East. So I, that's an interesting kind of – and, you know, part about this year is are they going to be able to get to that 11-win total with Stidham under center? Are they going to be able to improve the roster around him over the next month and into the draft in order to get to that 11-win total? Whichever team wins the AFC East, I expect to be in double-digit wins, so the Patriots are going to have to move the needle for me to be completely convinced that they're going to continue to win the AFC East. We continue to assess the state of the 2020 Patriots position by position, and now we shift our focus to the offensive line. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Evan Lazar. We talked a lot about the offensive line in 2019, and a lot of the time for not so great reasons because the position was in flux so often due to a lot of injuries and such. What, how do you assess the state of the offensive line right now for the upcoming season? Well, right off the bat, the issue is, Sierra, is that we no longer have Dante Scarnecchia as, you know, coaching in his eye on all of this. So that part of it is really going to be a factor for the Patriots pretty heavily in 2020. They've survived in the past without Scarnecchia, and then they've had bad seasons in the past without Scarnecchia. So it could go either way. But I think the biggest thing is when you look at this team on paper right now, on just on paper, they have five returning starters across the starting offensive line, and they have of really of the makings of being a very, very good line if all those guys can play. The question is, is all of those guys going to stay healthy or get back on the field? David Andrews' situation is still fluid, but he's checking all those checkpoints or checking every single box on his way back to being a full go for 2020. But Isaiah Wynn at left tackle is still the kind of the wild card, right? We just can't seem to keep that guy healthy. So at the forefront of it on paper, they look like they have a top five offensive line in football with Tooney coming back on the tag. But I think the question is going to be the kind of the, the stability of that entire unit. And is everybody actually going to be out there for all 16 games? That's going to definitely put kind of depth and just, you know, having some young guys behind those guys in a big kind of forefront here for the draft. You know, Yadni Kajust is a guy I really liked last year but he hasn't gotten on the field yet. We haven't seen anything out of him yet. So we can't really gauge just as much as what he's going to be able to bring to the table 
and yelled at Froholt on the other hand. We saw some stuff from Froholt, and then they redshirted him after it didn't go very well for him for the first couple of weeks of camp. So they have some upside guys behind those starting five, some guys, some developmental project-type players that they can work with, Froholt being a guy that's foreign, obviously, from Denmark that doesn't have a ton of football under his belt, and Kajus just being a type of guy that can't stay healthy and can't stay on the field. So I'm looking at some safe bets in the draft that we can talk about some guys that don't have those lengthy injury histories or the lack of kind of uh, experience in playing football. Right. You mentioned it because there are so many unknowns with the starting offensive line. We still have yet to see a full healthy season from when there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to Andrew's type of injury with those blood clots. It could be something that lingers. What do the Patriots need to do and who could they potentially draft to bolster up that backup group for the offensive line? Well, I think they need to actually invest in a tackle and an interior guy. And specifically on the interior, they're going to have to draft a guy that can play center if they need him to play center because Ted Karras is in Miami and he was the guy that was the backup center, so to speak. You're not going to move Tooney or Mason to center, obviously. Frohat has a little bit of experience snapping the football, but he was a predominantly a left guard in college. So the guy that I've been looking at for the Patriots all the way back from the combine is Cesar Ruiz from Michigan, who's an extremely smart player, called all the protections at the line of scrimmage for that Michigan O-line, plays a little bit of center, plays a little bit of guard, has that physical, nasty style about him that the Patriots really like, and he's an athletic guy for an interior lineman, another box that checks, you know, kind of a New England type of outlook. On the tackle position, I think Josh Jones out of Houston is kind of their typical tackle prospect size length athleticism that type of thing he's the more of like a safe bet of this guy can actually translate and play left tackle in the nfl whereas wind size and injury history has been a concern for him jones is a little bit more of a safer pick there the last guy i want to mention though is jack driscoll at auburn i think that he's really a penciled in type of guy that has all the technique and all that type of stuff worked out not the most athletic or the biggest guy on the football field, but when you watch him play, he's really sound. And I think that that's something that they might want to look for, especially the year after Skarnickia is gone and with so many question marks on their upside guys at different positions, going with a safer pick like a Driscoll makes a lot of sense. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on, or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code CLNS50. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Continuing our coverage on the Patriots roster reset, we're heading over to the tight end position, definitely a position of need for the 2020 Patriots. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Evan Lazar. We've talked a lot about this, but the upcoming draft is obviously a time where the Patriots can address this need direct directly at tight end. Who intrigues you as a draft prospect? 
Well, unfortunately for the Patriots, it's one of the more underwhelming tight end classes in the last couple of years. And it's really, to me, a two-name race for the Patriots on the first two days of the draft. And it's Notre Dame's Cole Komet and Dayton's Adam Trotman. We've talked a lot about these two already. With Komet, sort of has that physical, field-stretching, vertical seam catcher that Gronk kind of presented. Obviously not Rob Gronkowski, but that sort of skill set of like a big physical vertical passing game type of tight end a guy that has a great catch radius good physicality after the catch to rumble and and break contact and break tackles but not the most explosive of guys or the most dynamic of route runners I think Trotman on the other hand is a little bit smoother in and out of his breaks a little bit more fluid in his movements but doesn't have quite the movement skills or quite the explosion that Komet has so both guys are bigger six foot five 260 255 they can put their hand in the ground and they can block they have some technique issues that they'll need to work out and Trotman also has the level of competition where he's going to be jumping from the FCS to the pro level that you need to consider I don't think either one of them are first round prospects I think both of those guys are day two players so the Patriots will have to position themselves in that second round I think to land either one of them but it's really those two guys for me and then everybody else is kind of in that day three take a flyer on type category if you're trying to look for true impact players it's going to be either Trotman or Komet from Notre Dame. Well, since it's not a very robust tight end draft class and those guys might be off the table for the Patriots, is there anyone still on the trade market that you think the Patriots should look into? Well, the Chicago Bears now have about four or five tight ends on their depth chart after signing Jimmy Graham to a ridiculous contract, but that's a video for another day. So they have Trey Burton and Jimmy Graham under contract on big cap numbers. They have Adam Sheehan, who they drafted in the second round a few years ago, out of Ashland, Ohio, which is a small school out of the Ohio area. And Sheehan has really underperformed. He hasn't blossomed into the player that they were expecting. But at the same time, when you turn on his tape from college, it reminds me a lot of watching Trotman, right? Just a big six foot six, 250 pound target that can get down the field, that can block a little bit, that does all those types of things. He's just really not gotten a fair shake of it, I would say, in Chicago. Hasn't had the best kind of opportunity there with them bringing in Burton and now them bringing in Graham. So I I would call Chicago and see if Adam Sheen is available. I'd also call the Cleveland Browns and ask them about David Njaku, former first-round pick, super, super athlete, more of a flex tight end, a guy that you're going to detach from the formation and not necessarily ask to block all that much in line. But at the same time, his receiving skills are off the charts. He's a guy that would immediately bring an upside to the red zone that they don't currently have at that position. So he's certainly a better pass catcher than anybody they've had on the roster for the last two years. So he's had some injury concerns. He hasn't lived up to expectations in Cleveland. That new coaching staff, I think, might be ready to move on. So I'd give those two teams a call. For all the rest of our Patriots content, head on over to our website at clnsmedia.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Patriots Press Pass. So visit fanduel.com slash Boston. And make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 